0: Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I am your co-host, Mandy McEwen, and I am super excited for my special guest and friend today, Lisa Beyer. Thanks so much for joining us, Lisa.
1: Mandy, thank you for having me.
0: Of course. So Lisa is the founder of Female Disruptors. She is the author of Social PR Secrets and the podcast host of Social PR Secrets, and just an all around badass. And I am super excited to chat with her today. So, today we are talking about marketing in the metaverse, transitioning from Web 2.0 to Web 3.0, NFTs, International Women's History Month, and so much more. So, stay tuned and we will be right back.
1: This is Digital Marketing.
2: Hey, it's Marky Grass here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. So that means that you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. It might sound too good to be true, but trust me, it works. The CEO, Adam Robinson, is brilliant, and he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5x your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash marketer. That's getemails.com slash marketer. Hey guys, this is Mark Grass, the GM of Digital Marketer. And I can't tell you how many blogs I've written in my life, perhaps even thousands. It's what kickstarted my entire digital marketing career. The problem is that it can become a full-time job just to get out a quality blog consistently. So that's why I wanted to recommend our friends at BK Content. They've been helping businesses drive leads online for over a decade, and now they're offering a monthly SEO blog writing service where they can do it all for you. You'll get all of your monthly blog posts delivered directly to your inbox, 100% ready to publish. And if you sign up right now, you can get 50% off your first month when you try out a monthly plan. Go to bkacontent.com slash digitalmarketer. That's bkacontent.com slash digitalmarketer to get started.
0: So Elisa, would you give our listeners just a quick rundown about you, your background and your focus right now?
1: Definitely, definitely. Well, I come from a traditional public relations background and that was pretty boring until Web 1.0, Web 2.0 came into the scene and I was um, an early adapter of integrating SEO and social media into the public relations strategy. Going back like 13, 14, 15 years ago, which is like a lifetime ago in marketing history and tech history. right? (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a novel idea. It was forward thinking. And here we are. Fast forward to today, we're talking about Web3. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on if you're a brand that believes in integrating PR, social and SEO, Web two with public relations professionals, like really didn't become as mainstream as it really should have. And now we're entering into web three. So it's been quite a historical revolution, evolution for marketers and brands over the past 15 years, 20 years to all of a sudden be hit with all of this tech that they have to pay attention to when it comes to marketing. And we've kind of been in this like web two I don't know, like days dazed and confused in mm-hmm. Web 2.0 for yes. ha- how long? <laughs> 10 years. And now all of a sudden, Web 3.0 is here and it's like at lightning speed. So it's an exciting time to be in PR and marketing, be a brand if, as long as you're ready to really embrace embrace change.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that you know, they still like the, the PR industry is still kind of is old school, right? Like a lot of them never really did embrace all the things that your book and that you talk about, right? With the social, the SEO, I feel like that they see that more as a marketer's job and they don't really see the PR side of things. So how do you see web three coming into the mix with, because if they're already, if we are we're talking about PR professionals here, a lot of them are already old school. And so like SEO is kind of like for like not foreign, but you know what I mean? They're like, Oh, I don't want to mess with it. And now you have web three, which is hard for people to wrap their minds around. So where do you see this going as far as PR and marketing in the metaverse?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So with public relations, the way I like to refer to public relations is it's not it's, it's more of a business practice that is something like along the lines of organic or SEO, where it's something that it it needs to be practiced a routine where marketing is really looked at many times like campaigns. We start and, you know, start and stop a campaign. So with public relations, and if you really come from this, this mindset of being purposeful and mindful of your audience first and looking at it as a long game, that's not something that you're trying to accomplish XYZ overnight. Earned media and social proof takes time, and it all starts with really community. You have to have, uh, you know, an audience that believes in your brand, and that's those that's really going to make your brand. So, community is really the keyword that you're probably hearing a lot right now in Web three, and really your community are the ones that are, you know, basically directing that earned media um, in your direction. Mm-hmm. So building your community, building your audience first, focusing on that. I mean, it's like Facebook groups are a little bit kind of out and Discord is now like considered like the Soho of Web3, where all this community Mm -hmm. is happening so quickly. So there's a lot of change, a lot of change happening. And I mean, when I was transitioning, when I was really just like researching SEO and PPC and social media for my, my clients so that I could help kind of give them some guidance. I had this aha moment on how influential SEO and, and search and social media can be on driving earned media and helping in your public relations efforts. So Mm -hmm. it's now again, this aha moment of web three, like, wow, this is, this is really the new public relations building community. And really, you know, it's more than just having a bunch of, you know, let's say paid influencers. This is where Brands are really going to be tasked to either you have this community behind you and that's why your audience is with you or you don't, they're not just going with you for a product or a service. They're going with you because they feel like they're part of something.
0: One hundred percent, and I think that's the big difference. And I think that also plays into what I talk about a lot, which is the humanization of marketing and branding, right? And that human element. And it's becoming harder and harder to hide behind a logo or a computer screen and just put stuff out there and and hope that people like it and come to you without building that community, that the relationships and getting people on board. It's funny that you mentioned the Facebook groups are out, kind of Discord is in. When I was a uh, interviewing nft for newbies podcast host heather and rich they were talking about discord and how they weren't that's like the only thing now right and they're not huge fans of it but that's like where you go now for the community right for web3 nfts all the things so do you do you feel like it's going to take a while for even let's say modern pr and marketing professionals right in general to catch up or to even entertain the idea of marketing and web3 or like how how long do you feel like it's going to take because I feel like this is still kind of a novel concept to a lot of people and it hurts their brain to even think about web three, metaverse NFTs all the things so from your opinion I know because you're in the space and I want to talk about that here in a second about your awesome projects and female disruptors and your awesome NFTs and coins but what's the timeline do you feel like Lisa in terms of like when people were actually start from marketing PR perspective actually start adopting and taking this seriously
1: so I think that there's a big change and a shift happening right now. We don't know where it's going to end in six months or a year or two or three, but I think the most important thing for brands of all sizes is that they need to realize that change is happening, technology is is moving very quickly, and with that, so is the opportunity for different ways to, to um, interact and engage with your audience. So at the very least, mm-hmm. being just taking the opportunities. There's so many ways to just self-educate yourself, whether it's reading from listening to this podcast, Digital Marketer is a trusted source. Find these trusted source where you can start learning the ABCs of NFTs and dabble in um, maybe setting up a a Metabask, a digital wallet, and, and just maybe a brand that you have some sort of a from a personal standpoint like for example, Paris Hilton just she just launched over in December Paris World, her own little metaverse. So it just experiment mm-hmm. in these like different ways where it's not like work, it's not like necessarily for four-year brand. For example, two or three years ago I was one of the first yoga instructors to teach yoga and virtual reality on all space VR. And I just did that because awesome. I just wanted to experiment. I just wanted to like see, get, set up my avatar. I wanted to be able to interact and engage in a way that was, I'm not saying, oh, Lisa Bayer is hosting the space to talk about, you know, it's more something that I was just doing for fun, just to kind of learn the ins and outs. So that's what I recommend doing that immediately, like, like today, like go figure mm-hmm. out if there's a certain, if you want to, you know, set up an avatar in some sort of, in a game that maybe your kids play and you could play with them and, and setting up your avatar and exploring uh-huh. things like, like, like Genie. I just went to this conference where one of the, one of the speakers was, her name's Rachel Weber. She's going to be a speaker for Female Disruptors the end of March. But I wrote down her, her quote was, brands that crush it have an emotional conversation and connection with their audience so that's the whole key is like how could you how could you create more of an emotional connection with your audience using web3 and it could be super simple like just hopping on snapchat and playing around with bitmoji and and creating content like that or playing around with like snapchat filters for your brand just how can you immerse yourself Mm -hmm. and and have it be fun for your for your audience to interact with your with with your brand so it's not this it's a two way. It's a two way conversation, and the cool thing about having that exactly. having that layer of virtual reality on top of it, and you don't need a headset to do this. But if you are go on Twitter, that's where Twitter Spaces is where you can join any type of um, audio experience on Twitter Spaces, where everybody is super giving, talking about what they're what they're doing on Web three. You can ask any question. You can t- learn. A, like a ton about NFTs on Twitter spaces and also and if you find a Discord community that you resonate with. So I bought Boss Beauty's NFT earlier this year because that NFT collection really resonated with my personal beliefs and also with my brand, Female Disruptors. So it was a way for me to be around like-minded, a like-minded community that aligned with, with my vision and my mission for Female Disruptors, the brand. So that's why I bought that NFT I'm part of their discord and I'm just learning how to really like grow and be part of a community from, from being on the side of not the community manager. I'm on the side of like, I joined this community and I'm observing. So that is the number Mm -hmm, one way mm -hmm. that brands right now can just hop in and observe. I mean, I can remember being one of the first ones on Facebook and it felt so intimate, like in small and just so, so it felt like community. Now Facebook is like mm-hmm. horrendous in, in a lot of ways, and it doesn't feel like that <laughs> yes, anymore. Agree. I agree. I don't. I don't really enjoy Facebook like I used to. I like being connected with family and friends. But Web three is kind of like that feeling of you know, be an early adapter. Not everybody is on board, but the sooner you can start just learning, then these ideas are going to come to you, and how you can apply mm-hmm. your brand mm-hmm. to it. And it they it doesn't have to be expensive, and it doesn't have to involve a VR headset. Good to know. Good to know. I think the key
0: to here is for those of you who haven't focused on community building and maybe have been, you know, even if you're working for people or, you know, you have multiple clients, whatever, um, making sure that that is a priority now, even if you're not doing it. Immediately in Web3, but making sure that you, your business, your clients, people you work with are focusing on that community building aspect. I love that quote that you just said, Lisa, about the emotional, right? The emotional connection side of things. And so I feel like you kind of have to have that first in Web2. You have to have some sort of loyal community. Not necessarily, but it's going to make it a hell of a lot easier if you have some sort of start, right? Of some loyal community that likes you, trusts you, your brand, and then you can take them to your new, you know, Web3 adventures and building that out, etc. I mean, do you agree? Do you feel like that's a major benefit? Yeah, do you feel like that's no, necessary I, for for companies to have a community already?
1: But I do. And I, I think it also depends on where they have their community um, developed right now. So unfortunately, okay. like if you started a Facebook page, when you have 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, followers, it's not really going to do you that much good because Facebook has changed right. over the years and you really have barely any, you know, the reach organically is hard. And even with advertising, is it really worth it to reach somebody that's already part of your community? It's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm a big fan of owned media and leveraging your owned media to to build your community. So building that email list, that's something that you can, you have hundred percent control over interacting and engaging with your audience. So top of funnel is so important. And a lot of times, especially tech companies or startups, they're so focused on bottom of funnel, building that, focusing on like the, the offer, the the call to action, when really the focus is just on building your top of funnel fans and loyal audience and earning that trust and getting that social proof that is going to make it a lot easier than having to spend, you know, the dollars on, let's say, you know, trying to reach somebody through LinkedIn ads or, or Facebook ads, which have just become more expensive and, you know, less of a return on your investment, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. And it's funny, and this is why I love Web3, is it is kind of going against the traditional marketing grain. I mean, really everything traditional, right? That's the whole crypto and all of it. But you have to embrace relationships and community building and being A real human being and interacting with human beings, right? It's that, it's it's totally different than your old school. You know, you're you're a PR girl, right? Think about when you first started out in PR, right? Like there was this wasn't a thing, and so that's why I love this so much because it is placing the emphasis on community building, on relationships, on getting your brand to resonate with people so that they can get behind you and support you, you know, and then you guys can grow together. And so, but it's funny because I feel like. It also, for some people, it's kind of daunting because it seems like more work, right? Like it's a hell of a lot easier for us to slap up some Facebook ads and some LinkedIn ads and be like, well, let's turn on the campaign. Let's tweak the landing page and let's see what happens, right? This is actually like, you have to kind of work at building a community.
1: This is definitely a lot of work. And that's why it's, it, it falls into that category of earned media, public relations, SEO, because those are not the, those aren't the easy routes to success but those are like Correct. the marathon versus the sprint right and not not bashing you know there's a place for paid advertising but in my opinion the ones the example of the web 2.0 mindset that are going to transition really well into web 3 are the ones where the ceo was was very active on on twitter and you know like the mark cubans or the zappos mm-hmm. or the the guy that's the ceo of T-Mobile you know and they have these personalities that they're, they're resonating with their, their audience and it's part of their, their branding and part of their community building, whether it's the investors or whether it's the guy that had an issue with his phone and the T-Mobile CEO is, is helping him. So it, Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. are, those are the web two examples of, I I think that it's not the CEO that's like in this like office where they don't, he doesn't even, she doesn't even know who the, the, the audience really is or there's these are personalities these are the whole creativity is the new you know create creators of the new economy that has to do Mm -hmm. with even large organizations you know getting creative and and not being in such a safe zone and so micromanaged and so you know what's the word you know it's like not authentic you know it's Mm -hmm. it's What's the word I'm, I'm trying to think of? Not, not authentic, but. Well, it's lazy, um, first of all. <laughs> yeah. They just lazy they just don't care, and con- you know? Con- contrived. It's very contrived. So there we go. When you're in a contrived world, that's not an authentic world. And I'm not saying to go crazy either, but, you know, getting creative and really, really. Randy Zuckerberg, I don't know if you follow her on Twitter, but she just I yesterday do. was her birthday. Yeah. And she did, she's been doing these really creative videos that are. It just out of the box. And I think that letting people really see who you are and kind of getting crazy and collaborating with like-minded brands, that's really...
3: Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works, you'll see a live demo, and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com.
1: The direction of web web three and you know wherever the metaverse is going but the metaverse is basically just you know it's it's the evolution of the internet and where it's going to end up we don't know but just being aware and following and listening to podcasts like kathy hackle has a great podcast with ad week about the metaverse and she also has a column in forbes so following trusted sources that are the visionaries in the industry, in the marketing industry, I think is number one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like that's the best way for people to, to kind of get their feet wet and, and start immersing themselves in this is just to absorb information, right? Educate yourself. Knowledge is power here. And then the trying to shift the mindset of how important community building is. Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, DM listeners, I've been running my own business since I was 17, and I've found that nothing slows down entrepreneurs more than this one pesky question, and that's what do I do next? And left unanswered, you find yourself stuck far below your potential, jumping from one shiny object to the next, perpetually wondering why other businesses are growing and yours is stuck. So that's why Scalable has put together the seven levels of scale framework. We'll give you the shortest path possible to go from a struggling startup to a high profit, high impact, exitable business that'll give you the wealth and freedom you deserve. So stop wondering what to do next and take our free three-minute assessment today at getscalable.com slash DM. That's getscalable.com slash DM. And you can download a free guide to show you what level of scale you're currently at and how you can scale quickly and profitably to the next.
0: Hi, DM listeners. You have a LinkedIn profile, right? But are you actually using it to generate new business? Survey says probably not. I'm Mandy McEwen, your digital marketer podcast co-host, Mod Girl Marketing founder and LinkedIn nerd. Now, if you're like most professionals, you aren't exactly sure how to use LinkedIn to get results, and that's where I come in. I've trained thousands of professionals and enterprise teams on how to maximize LinkedIn, and I've narrowed down the key steps that lead to real results on LinkedIn and put them in a quick checklist that takes less than 30 minutes a day to complete. You can go to modgirl.info/dm to start using it. Again, that's modgirl.info/dm. I want to talk about your shifts from your traditional one-to-one agency where you're working with PR clients to your new business model with the one-to-many with the courses, the female disruptors. And so can you kind of give people a quick rundown of, of how you transitioned from your traditional PR agency to what you're doing now?
1: Definitely, definitely. So early 2021, I was just ended, you know, 2020 had been one of my best uh, years, profit wise and business wise. And 2021 was looking even better and stronger. I mean, new business was just pouring in, super profitable, um, had some amazing clients, but I just was feeling extremely burned out and toxic for a reason I couldn't really put my finger on at the time. You know, looking back, I, I can't even believe everything that I was doing between like hosting a podcast and trying to launch a course. and running a business that was growing and, and managing a team and also having a couple different side brands, female disruptors was one of them. Now looking back, I was wait, you know, really trying to do too much, but I was one of the (laughs) early, early ones to join the great resignation. And I gave all my clients 60 days notice. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I knew that I had to change. And I felt like the direction of going one to many versus one to one was going to serve me better and also everyone else better because I've always had this like very fascination for what's trending and, and, and being an early adopter. And I saw these things happening with Web3 and NFTs and the metaverse, but I was so busy doing all these other things. I couldn't really take the time to study it and focus and see how I could integrate it now into, you know, this next phase of of public relations in, in a way that was meaningful okay. and purposeful. Also, I'm sure I, everybody listening to this can relate. A lot of people were very toxic and still are in different ways because of what has you know happened in the world, whether it's the pandemic or um, issues that have been happening in the world. So it, it, it was just a hard time. And I just needed to take a step back and definitely was suffering from burnout, but was able to get clarity by creating this space to actually figure out what I wanted to do and what was the best thing for me to do. And that's when I decided to go ahead and create courses that are based on my book and now the extension and the evolution of public relations has we're stepping into the metaverse and how marketers can apply, you know, Web3 and the metaverse and NFTs to the next, the next phase of their marketing. So I started creating courses, one of them is called Modern PR Secrets, and I'm launching a course next month that's going to be focused on taking marketers into, into the metaverse and what that looks like from a, from a more of a, an earned media standpoint. And I also started um, focusing on, so Female Disruptors was a brand, a publication that I started a couple years ago in 2019. And I started it, I actually launched it on International Women's Day, which is the anniversary is is now this week. And I started it because I got really frustrated during the whole Me Too movement. And I realized, yes, I was in a male-dominated tech world, but I didn't realize how much females were at a disadvantage from getting media coverage. How hard it was whenever I was doing the PR for any female, it was much harder to get them any exposure than it was to get men. And men were dominating the headlines. So I thought, you know, I'm going to start this publication. The domain was available, female disruptors.com. And I'm going to spotlight females disrupting in their industry and in their world and, you know, in their work. And whether it was my clients or females that I just thought, thought you know, that, that story needed to be told. So up until last year, mm-hmm. it was just this like baby passion project publication And after I kind of threw in the towel with my clients and with my agency life, I said, I'm going to focus on building female disruptors up as a brand. So we had our first virtual summit last month in January. And I had never done anything like that. But I thought, I just want to get these female disruptors together and we can learn from each other, whether it's millennials learning from boomers, Gen Z learning from millennials, like we can all learn from each other. And it was an Mm -hmm. amazing turnout. I had over 1,500 attendees. It felt really good and meaningful. And I think that's the message I want anybody listening is that, you know, you don't have to hate what you're doing. You might not even realize that you hate certain things about your job or even if it's your own business and it's never too late to shift. Like just because you started something doesn't mean you can't stop it and start something new and do a reset. And here I am a year later, I feel really good about what I'm doing. You know, I'm still trying to figure out ways to monetize it and take it to the next level. It's like starting, you know, it's like this baby that I'm, you know, trying to nurture and grow. A
0: new little brand. Yeah,
1: a new a new little brand.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, yes. One of.
0: No, I was excited to be a part of it when you first launched it, and I loved. You know, I I really. Didn't know what to expect, but I love the fact I don't know when I when I first was you know on your blog the female disruptors and by the way, I'm still getting Google traffic from that for my name it's like it's up there, so good SEO on awesome. that but I never would have thought like you you know a couple years later I'd be speaking or a year later however long it was. I'd be speaking at your amazing event and it would turn into this incredible thing. And I never even imagined the web three coming into this. Right. So it's just, it's great seeing how this is progressing for you and kind of the, the trajectory of female disruptors. I love it. And I can't, I can't wait to see what else happens, but I'm glad that you mentioned that, you know, it's life's too short. And I think the pandemic has given us, a lot of stuff to think about, uh, perspective for a lot of us, and we have shifted gears, right? I know I have. I've pivoted multiple times. I remember when you told me that you were pivoting, I was like, "Yeah, me too," right? When you were going through your thing, and we talked mm-hmm. and uh, we were chatting, I was like, "Yeah, we're both, you know, going through some changes here in the business." So, I feel like that is key for everyone listening. Is you know there are ways for you to monetize your passion, right? So, and it could be similar to what you're doing now, but with a slightly different take. So, if you're not happy, if you feel burnt out, if you feel like you're just going through the motions to pay your bills, then we both are encouraging you to look at it in a different perspective. Um, even if it's not Web3, there are so many opportunities right now in the digital space to find something that you like and do something that makes you feel alive. I love how Lisa's taking her her passion for lifting women up, right? And this is amazing that it's International Women's Month this month in March as we're talking about this. And and she found a way to create a, a brand around that and monetize it, which is incredible. And so the sky's the limit here. You guys can really do anything. And I want you on that note, Lisa, I want you to talk about your creator coin, because this is interesting. And I know our, our listeners are going to find this fascinating as well, as we've been talking about the Web3 and NFT and metaverse world. And so tell people how you um, decided to create this, your, your coin for female disruptors and kind of that process. And then I also want to talk about your NFTs for female disruptors as well.
1: Sure. Yeah. So the whole creator coin concept is new. And so I actually found out about it originally through Gary Henderson. I heard him. He was talking about his creator coin on Hustle and Flowchart, our friends, Matt and Joe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I had Gary on and I interviewed him and he was like, Lisa, you know, so he has a creator coin called the Gary coin and it's part of the rally platform. And he said, you know, Lisa, this, this is, you know, we need more women in the space. And why don't you apply for your creator coin for female disruptors? It seems like it would be the perfect fit. So I did, and it's launching March 23rd, and it's going to be called the FEM coin, F-E-M. And it's it's, it's a way to help leverage community, really. So it's a way that if people own the FEM coin, they'll get certain perks. You know, maybe they'll get access to certain courses, depending on how, how much they actually, how many coins they have. So I'm still working out the details. I mean, it, it, this is like super new to me, but it's su- super new to everybody. Joe Paluzzi, he he has the Tilt coin and, you know, I was chatting with him yesterday and he's like, Lisa, just go for it. You know, this is, it, don't be stressed about it. So everybody, it's an example, like everybody's super welcoming because it's, it's very new and it's something that is, you know, taking as we enter Web3, there's coins, um, there's, you know, creator coins, there's crypto. There's so many ways to integrate this that we're all still learning. So I'm excited um, to be one of the the females that are disrupting in the creator coins. As far as my NFT collection, so when I launched Female Disruptors, the virtual summit, I announced that there would be an NFT collection with it. So if you bought a VIP ticket or if you were a speaker, you're going to get a free NFT that part of of the collection. So the collection um, was inspired by the theme Female Buddha. And my daughter, Kennedy, and I, Kennedy's 19, we started this course where we started painting female Buddhas last summer. I mean, we didn't start the course to create an NFT, and we didn't start painting these mm-hmm. female Buddhas. But in about two months before the conference, the, I said, you know, we can turn this art into NFTs and, and use this as, as a way to the whole theme, female Buddha and female disruptors, just seems so perfect. So it's a baby collection and it's something cool. And like I said, that's an example of just going through the process. Like, you know, we're we're gonna list them for sale, but we're also giving the the speakers and the VIPs this NFT that c- comes with their utility. So the VIP NFT that came with the Female Disruptors um, Summit, that's gonna give everybody that has that NFT free access to all the events that are happening in 2022 because they were first okay. to buy, you know, yeah. And the speakers get the same thing. You you kind of get that mm-hmm. cred that you were part of the, the the very first virtual summit that can show up in your wallet. What they're saying now is basically NFTs are going to be the this, this, this self-expression, creative expression. What's in your wallet is going to really mm-hmm. be a way to self-express. So what's in your wallet could be, you know, you were a speaker at Female Disruptors. You know, if you, I bought ETH, that's in my wallet. So all of these things are kind of, you know, what's representing us from a, from a, from a self-expression standpoint so I love the that. nft collection female buddha was really exciting to to do it it's everything is learning like every day i'm learning something yes. new and i'm learning from people on linkedin i'm learning from twitter i'm learning from discord
0: yeah i'm super excited for my first nft from you it's it's amazing yeah. so it's beautiful yeah. too the art is beautiful you and your daughter did a great job i love it i'm super excited i love that i love the concept thank
1: you I wanted to mention that you know, for females especially, but for anybody listening, this is such a, an amazing opportunity, Web3 and the Metaverse. and Mandy, like you were saying, digital marketing in general, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity. But this is opening up doors like never before. So if you can just start exploring and let, let yourself gravitate to what you find most interesting, whether it's you're a creator or whether it's you're, you know, building things, or whether it's you're a community manager, see what, you know, from a marketing standpoint, what you're most attracted to, and just keep going down that path. I never thought that I would be painting female Buddha and turning it into an (laughs) NFT collection a year ago. Never you know <laughs> yeah i never would have thought that either
0: for you but i love it it's it's exciting it's amazing and it's so on brand for you too i mean it fits perfectly with what you're trying to do with female disruptors
1: definitely definitely and if you're you know looking for different communities to check out you don't have to own one of their nfts to to check it out hustle and flowchart have a discord community that you know they're they're constantly educating on on the space especially educating digital marketers how to get into the space of web3 and the metaverse. So Mm -hmm. those are some sources to check out in
3: discord.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been super helpful, Lisa. So where can, what, you know, in addition to what you said, I want to leave our listeners with another like final tip, right? So we just, you just gave them a few, you know, arenas to go look into, but what would you tell people who, aside from the research side of things, like, let's say, if you want to create like like you right so for those people who have a community it's their passion they want to create an nft a coin or they they want to kind of immerse themselves in the web three what would what's the biggest thing that they need to know
1: i think if you're um, going to create the biggest thing is not to let like your just don't let anything really stop you. I think that this is a huge opportunity for creators. And I feel like at least for me that I've been operating off of my left brain for the past, wait, left brain is the analytical side, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I think so. I'm pretty
1: sure. I, yeah. So I've been more like the analytical side of my brain, probably 97 or 99% of the time, my whole business entrepreneur life versus I re- really was barely letting myself tap into the creative side. And what I've really learned over the past year is that when you really split it up 50/50 that it's it's magical. So from a creator standpoint like you know explore different different ways to create whether it's you know maybe it's creating a virtual world, experimenting on on Horizon World or maybe it's you know, buying, you know, the app Procreate on your iPad, or maybe it's just going to an art store and getting a pad of paper and just like drawing a little bit every day or get doing something creative every day, because like, I I never really thought I would be saying this, but that type of like, it just, it ignites some creative energy inside of you that will get you to the answer of maybe where, where your, where your life is going to take you. And even doing things yes. like like yoga and meditation. We hear that all the time, but yoga, meditation, mm-hmm. listening to music, like just turning that analytical side of your brain off, which is marketers. Unless you're, you know, unless you're a creative director or you're, you're an artist, which most marketers are more on the like, what's the ROI, you know, crunching numbers, like figuring it all out. Tap into that creative side of your brain. And I think the the magic will come and I think the answers will come. And that's, that's my, my advice is that like, don't let yourself be so analytical and let that creativity come out. Amazing
0: advice. Thank you so much, Lisa. So where can our listeners connect with you?
1: So um, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram, Lisa Byer on both platforms. And if you're interested in being part of the female disruptors community, you can find female disruptors on Instagram as well and watch for our, we're going to have monthly events. And also my course can be found on Buyergroup.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. This has been incredible. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. If you did, please share it with your community and we will be talking to you soon.
3: Hey, DM listeners, are you wanting to stay on the cutting edge of what's working when it comes to running paid ads? We don't always talk about it on the Digital Marketer podcast because we actually have another show just for that. It's called Perpetual Traffic, and it's hosted by Facebook ads expert Ralph Burns and Google ads master Kasim Aslam. The show is refreshingly hilarious and equally as informative. You can go to perpetualtraffic.com to listen, or you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up because Digital Marketer just released our Canva Holiday Promo Pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.